Albert Einstein, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Michael Phelps, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. What else do they have in common? Well, they all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that, do you? You know what you hear even less about? The successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm an attorney, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. I'm also the creator of Cortography, a patent-pending system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your superpowers, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 34 of ADHD for Smartass Women. This week's topic is all about repetitive body-focused behaviors. Look, when I heard that this is an ADHD thing, I have to tell you, I literally thought, you have got to be kidding me. Is there anything else that ADHD can throw at us? It's also taken me a while to record and research this podcast because it just seemed so kind of weird, right? (laughs) I almost would rather admit that I have issues with addiction than this. It's just embarrassing. And part of me cannot even believe that I'm admitting this publicly, but since I was a kid, I have struggled with a number of repetitive body-focused behaviors, or they call them RBFBs. So let's back up and let's talk about what repetitive body-focused behaviors even are. And for the record, I'm getting most of this information from Dr. Robert Olivardia, who is one of the few experts who actually talks about this and the connection to ADHD. And I'm going to throw all the links into the show notes, which you can find on my website at tracyoutsuka.com under podcast. So Dr. Olivardia is a clinical instructor of psychology at Harvard Medical School. He's also a clinical associate at McLean Hospital in Belmont, Massachusetts. He has a private psychotherapy practice where he specializes in the treatment of ADHD, body dysmorphic disorder, BDD, and obsessive compulsive disorder. That's an easy one, OCD. Repetitive body-focused behaviors are related to self-grooming, anxiety management, or and I should say sensory stimulation. For me personally, I feel like it's both anxiety and stimulation, meaning that when I do them, it's a way to manage my anxiety, and it's also a way to maintain my focus, depending on the situation. So the most common BFRBs are, and this is where I'm really going to get stuck here in the word jungle, trichotillomania, which is hair pulling, can also include pulling your eyelashes, dermatillomania, which is picking of your skin. Onychophagia, I probably massacred that, is nail biting. They all have these Latin names. Dermatophagia, which is skin biting. Teeth grinding. Yeah, there's a word for that too. Bruxism. 
tongue biting, this is a mouthful, haha, pun intended, Morsicatio linguarum. <laughs> Man, they're all complex conditions that cause people to repeatedly touch their hair and body in ways that result in physical damage. They feel like bad habits, but they're technically not habits. Doing any of the grooming behaviors occasionally, like that's normal, right? But when they become excessive and negatively impact a person's life, they need professional treatment. Although most of us with repetitive body-focused behaviors, we want to stop these behaviors, we can't. There's almost an addiction-like quality to them. And some people do these behaviors and they're not even aware of when they're doing them. They're just kind of like automatic. Usually, these behaviors begin with a desire to remove an unwanted stimulus. So what do I mean by that? Oh, I don't know, a blackhead or a pimple on your face or a hangnail, a bump on your arm, you know, your hair, which is getting in the way, chewing on your fingernails. The thing about it is you can do physical damage to yourself, right, if you do it enough. So if you're marking up your face or you're chewing on your nails or fingers or you're pulling out your hair or your eyelashes or you're biting the inside of your mouth, if you do that enough and if you do it hard enough, you're going to likely leave scars, bald spots, and no longer have any nail beds. But we know this, and yet it's still so difficult to stop. Some people even end up with stomach problems from this, if you can believe it. I mean, if you're ingesting too much hair, you can imagine you'd end up with a stomach problem. Experts estimate that approximately 3 million people struggle with hair pulling and picking at their skin. And this has been studied for a long time, but it's always thought to be part of the OCD family. There are only a few studies that have looked at these conditions in people with ADHD. Now, Dr. Olivardia believes that many patients who are diagnosed with OCD actually have ADHD. He believes that ADHD predisposes us to develop these conditions. So I thought what I would do was take a little poll in our Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women. And I was so surprised to discover that 77% of the women in our group reported that they struggled with body-focused repetitive behaviors. Now, let me state that another way. Of the 158 women that actually responded to the poll, 122 of them said that they struggled with BFRBs. I'm like, what? So I want to share some of their comments. And I'm, for obvious reasons, I'm just going to use their first names. I'm the only one who gets to come out completely, right? Okay, so this is what Anna said. She said she struggles with skin picking. And her comment was, I never understood the compulsion. Lucy said, I have some places that don't heal. They get tickled by my clothing and they're within reach of my fingers for picking and scratching. Hey, wasn't that a hee-haw tune, picking and scratching? Yeah, that's what Lucy said. Susan said, if I don't have a manicure, I scrape the skin by my nails. So I guess she means her cuticles. Manicure solved the problem, but it's embarrassing to go with ripped up fingers. Rachel says, medication makes mine worse. I've done the skin picking thing since I was a kid. Super interested to hear the workarounds other than just an iron will because my legs can't survive the Louisiana summer without getting pockmarked with mosquito bites. Katie said, I'm a skin picker, nail biting, and skin biting person. I often cause the skin around my nails to bleed. I try to stop, but if it's even remotely rough, I have to bite. 
It is super annoying. Diana said, skin picking has been a lifelong issue for me. Nail biting is another one, but it's not as severe. Unfortunately, stimulant medication can make this worse and has. I have to be mindful of what makes my skin heal so that I can get interesting spots to go away before I get going on them. I had terrible acne in college, which was a nightmare situation for my picking. Jamie says, I chew the inside of my cheeks if that counts. Always have. My ADHD kid, he or she is seven, loves to skateboard. It's a she. So she's always got some scrapes and scratches. She picks at them and I'm always asking her not to. It hasn't seemed to change since she's been medicated either. Amy says, I twirl my hair around my fingers. Medication slows it down, or at least I catch myself doing it more when on medication. The only solution is to keep the hair short or to keep it in a bun on top of my head. I don't know if it's to keep my fingers busy or to feel the resistance of hair being pulled. It always happens when I'm driving and when I'm sitting in a meeting. Not while watching TV or at a performance or movie or if I'm doing a leisure activity. So it must be during times of truly nervous energy. Katie says, I've always been a skin picker. No, excuse me. She says, I've always been a picker. I'm assuming skin. Diagnosed at 50 and taking medication. I recently started picking my scalp and I can't stop. Usually when I'm driving or reading on my phone. At this point, I'm embarrassed to go to my hairdresser. Christina says, teeth clicking, tongue rubbing on the inside of the bottom front teeth. If I accidentally bite my cheek, my tongue will fiddle with it or I'll bite the loose skin off until it's flat. Any peeling skin is irresistible to me, but I don't make myself bleed or anything, but any loose skin will get peeled. Jessica says, although it was way worse as a child, I still catch myself biting my nails and will pick scabs. Funny that I openly admit about the nails, but the scab picking, that is always embarrassing. Tracy says, this isn't me yet. When I was little, I definitely had trichotillomania. A picture of me taken at four shows me smiling with patchy bald spot hair. I don't know how or why I stopped, but I did go to play therapy for a short, short time in first grade. These days, I find myself biting my cuticles and the skin around my nails when I'm super focused on something. I'm on ADD meds, but I haven't stopped the habit. Jamie offered, I struggled with dermatillomania for years. It seemed to be the worst after I became a mom. Hormones and anxiety of motherhood. So I bit my nails as a child. This is me talking now. <laughs> so I bit my nails as a child. And as I grew into a teenager, I stopped biting my nails. In fact, I had long nails, didn't bite my cuticles, didn't bite my fingers. But what I did substitute it with, which was even worse, I think, was picking at my breakouts. And I knew that I would look a lot worse. Something in me, though, can't help but think that this was another sign of this perfectionism that we often have. I wanted that area to be flat, and so I would pick up my skin until it was. And I always wondered, why would I do this to my skin? I mean, my parents would constantly be telling me, Tracy, stop picking your skin. But I couldn't stop. And I must have had really good skin because I still can't believe that I don't have scars from this. I should have. You know, today I rarely break out, but I have to tell you when I do, it is the exact same thing. It's this weird obsession with not having any raised skin on my face. I don't pick up my body 
just God forbid my face, which is frankly even worse, right? So when I was prescribed ADHD medication, I also started picking at my cuticles and the skin around my nails and the top of my thumbs. I had never done this before. Now, once I finished my medical trials unsuccessfully, as you all probably know if you've been following my podcast, these repetitive body-focused behaviors that I had from this medication, they did not go away. Now, you know, or today, they'll disappear for months, and then all of a sudden, they'll come back. And I can't figure out why they come back, and I can't figure out when they, you know, when they're going to come back or not come back. The only thing that I've noticed is they start up again, and they get a lot worse if I drink coffee. And I know caffeine really affects them. Even though caffeine and the ADHD brain are supposed to play so well together, it doesn't work for me. It triggers anxiety. It makes me anxious. And I start, you know, biting at my fingers again. Anyway, I can't believe I'm shouting this out to anyone who is listening to this podcast because I know it's just, it's weird. It's embarrassing. But who would I be to get so many of our Facebook members to come clean, be honest, spill the beans about this if I wasn't willing to talk about my own issues with repetitive body-focused behaviors? Why do we struggle with this? You know, and I did as much research as I could. Again, there isn't a whole lot about this, but a lot of this, I think, makes sense. First of all, we have poor impulse control, right? It's harder for us to control our behavior and not act on our urges. I mean, that's that's ADHD, impulsivity. We hear this from the comments that I just read, right, of the members in our group. We want to stop, but we can't. We're stimulated by these behaviors, and I think when we partake in these behaviors, we likely pop into hyperfocus, and then we can't stop. I mean, I certainly feel like that's what I do. I have noticed that I'm much more apt to pick at my skin when I am trying to focus on something. In this way, what happens is these BFRBs, they elevate our dopamine levels in our brains because they're stimulating. The brain is almost respond to, responding to it like it's a drug, right? I have absolutely noticed that I'm more apt to pick up my skin when I'm trying to focus. And I think that because these BFRBs do elevate my dopamine levels, because they're stimulating, and they reward me immediately. And then, of course, as I mentioned, there are those of us who, when on medication, RBFBs get worse or even begin. Again, that's what happened to me. Any type of ADHD medication, it seems to create anxiety, and then I'm looking for an outlet to not only alleviate or to help me focus, but then to also alleviate this you know, newfound anxiety. So. What, if anything, can we do to either stop these repetitive body-focused behaviors or, at a minimum, lessen them? And honestly, I mean, some of these things I have been somewhat successful with, but I can't say that I have completely alleviated it. So one of the things that you can do is called habit reversal training, or HRT. And supposedly, this gives among the best results. What you're doing here is you're trying to find another action to replace the RBFB with. So what you do is you look at when this started and what the triggers are. Do you do this when you're upset, stressed out, anxious? Do you do it when you're bored? Do you do it when you're trying to focus? So 
you are trying to develop an awareness around these behaviors. Then you look at how often you're engaging in it and you come up with some ideas of what you can replace this action with. Now, the other thing you can do, and I guess this is no surprise after spending two weeks on cognitive behavioral therapy, but cognitive behavioral therapy is probably the most successful treatment for those of us with ADHD because it's tailored specifically to the individual person. And so you're going through trial and error to see what works for you because just like every human brain is different, every ADHD brain is different. And just because it works for me does not necessarily mean it will work for you. Mindfulness training may also be successful. Again, once you have that awareness, right? There are also medications that might work, but they really, and all my, you know, in the research I was able to do, if you're going to use medication, they really should be used with behavioral therapy. Antidepressant medications like Prozac increase serotonin levels in the brain and seem to work for some people. Opioid antagonists target dopamine pathways, which I don't know. I'm kind of looking at these medications and I'm thinking, well, I guess that's fine if you already have to take these medications for other conditions, but I can't imagine taking medications unless, or medication, unless your repetitive body-focused behaviors are really severe. There was also a study that found that NAC, N-A-C, N-acetylcysteine, <laughs> I hope I'm not mastering that, really help with skin picking, hair pulling, and nail biting. It's an amino acid supplement. And both my son and I tried this, sadly, without success. But I want you to keep in mind that very little works on either one of us. So remember, just because it doesn't work or on me does not mean it's not going to work on you. It was actually quite successful. Um, other things you can do, I don't know, find alternatives for whatever reinforcement you're getting from this repetitive body-focused behavior. So if you're constantly biting your nails, you know, maybe something like bubble wrap, you know, if it relaxes you, ask yourself, what other things can you do to relax you that you could substitute with? But apparently you have to include the same ingredients. So for example, if you are you know, picking your skin, something like bubble wrap may work because you're using your hands as well. Now, if there's a trigger situation, like let's say you realize that you're constantly picking on your skin or biting your fingernails when you're driving, I don't know, it stresses you out. So you could develop some workarounds where you develop an awareness around this that, you know, I'm stressed out. And so that's why I'm doing this. And Give yourself the workaround where when you're driving, you always make sure that both your hands are on the steering wheel. Fidget toys apparently work really well as well because you are occupying your hands. Now, Dr. Olivardia was talking about something called a fidget cube, and he said this is perfect for people who engage in RBFDs, I'm going to actually get one and try it out. In any case, what you're trying to do with the fidget cube is you're trying to keep your hands occupied. Now, our members also had some workarounds that they offered, and some of them I thought were actually quite good. So I'm going to mention some of them. Diana said, the number one key for me is taking care of my skin and preventing things worth picking in the first place. I have Skeeter syndrome, which is severe reactions to mosquito bites. 
That means scratching and inevitable scabs, which means sores that stick around way too long because of my picking. Hydrocortisone cream and Zyrtec are my best friends when mosquitoes start to come out. Michelle said, I'm a bit of a skin picker. Beck's fix for me is to have fake nails. Like, I never thought about that, but this is brilliant. Of course, you have to have fake nails, right? But she has fake nails as they're too dull to pick or scrape any bumps flat. It also keeps my cuticles intact. Now, if you're a huge nail biter on top of that, it would be perfect. Jessica says she covers her scabs with Band-Aids so she can't pick them. I do this too, especially on my thumbs when I start chewing on my thumbs. And I've discovered that the best Band-Aids are not the cheap Target brands, but the Band-Aid brand Band-Aids. And I get the ones, I think they're they're long-lasting Band-Aids, and they really do last so much longer. Fran says she chews gum constantly to stop herself from messing with the inside of her mouth. And she says that Orbit Bubble Mint is the best. Tracy, who bites her cuticles, says that it's something that you have to catch yourself doing because it happens without thinking. I use lots and lots of hand cream. I keep clear coat on my nails to avoid the urge, plus to heal the dry skin around my nails, which is what distracts me and gets me started in the first place. And I have noticed that's a big thing. If I can constantly moisturize my hands and my cuticles, there's nothing that you know my fingers get stuck on then there is no problem at all. Tracy also says that I get premenstrual hormone-related acne. Now that I'm in my 30s, thank goodness my full-blown acne lessened in my late 20s. But part of that was a change in my skincare routine, which manifests as the occasional fake-out pimple that's sore and feels like I should pop it, but it won't pop. I've had to really train myself to understand that nothing is going to come out of those. They disappear as soon as the hormones shift again. If I'm not careful, they're going to be scabby sore before that happens, and then it's a race to get it to heal before my fingers can find it and ruin things again. That race is lost repeatedly for weeks before the sore spot ever smooths over enough to stop me from picking. So (laughs) there we have it. One other condition, shall we say, that is related to ADHD. And that is what I have for you for this week. If you have any, oh, I don't know, comments or thoughts about this, I would love to hear them. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. If you've been listening to me for a while, I would really appreciate a review. It is not hard to do. You don't even have to write anything. If you're on the iTunes podcast platform, please scroll down to the bottom and click on the stars. That's all you have to do. If you'd like to know more about me, our patent pending cartography system that teaches you how to figure out which of the many interests you have is actually the one you should pursue. Or if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com, click on the podcast in the navigation bar, and you're going to see a microphone to your right where you can leave me an audio message. You can also reach out to me at Tracy at tracyatsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm going to see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group. 
Go look it up. We're a totally smart-ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. Don't forget, I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.